In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people.
God is in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. of your mercy, forgiving those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things that we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament. 
for the 11th Sunday after Trinity is from the first book of Moses, Genesis, chapter 4. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against you. I am God, your God.
acceptable from your house are goats from your folds. in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats?
The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Also, Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, 
and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen to the beautiful confession of the tax collector. God be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus gives us this parable as a picture in words. A picture in words of the reception of the gospel. As you know, the profession of the tax collector is one that's scorned. They're known for extortion, for dishonesty. They were known to do the most despicable things. And yet here, the man is in Christ's parable, beseeching the Lord God to have mercy on him and believing that the Lord will do it. The word that Jesus gives this tax collector to say in Greek is helasthetes. Have mercy on me. It's not the word that you know and say every week, Kyrie eleison, Helastheti. Jesus gives him this word to say for two reasons. First, it's a parable, so Jesus is telling as if a narration for the man what to say. But second, sinners like this tax collector are only ever given their pleas for mercy as a free gift of the grace of God. <clears throat> this word, halasphati, means something like, have mercy on me, make atonement for me, cover up my sin. It's the word from the Old Testament that you can think of with the propitiation and the mercy seat. That's what the tax collector is asking. That's the word that Jesus gives him to say, have mercy on me, make atonement for me. In other words, Jesus is giving the man a word to recognize his need for his sins to be covered up with blood. God gives him the beautiful confession to say, O Lord, cover up my sin with your blood. Now, both Cain and Abel make an offering to the Lord. Cain's offering is found wanting and Abel's is found respected. Cain is disappointed and angry. And so he wants blood. He goes to spill his brothers. And now it cries from the ground. See, Cain was trying to make atonement for his sin. But he was trying to do it his own way. Just think back to Adam and Eve. When they sinned, God had atoned and covered up for their sin. Their nakedness, he gave them clothes right after giving them the promise of the Savior. Yet Cain's attempt at becoming righteous by his own works, by his own method of, attainment, of atonement, well, it wasn't good enough. Cain knew that blood pays for blood, but he did not trust God. Now, this next story I, I've written in here, but I'm, I'm actually suspecting that Pastor Bender has told it before. Uh, one of my old seminary professors, David Scare, noted that the idea and the truth behind atonement is still common in our world today, just as it was in the beginning. And his example was The Godfather, the movie. When there's an injustice to be corrected, every gangster can tell you that if there's somebody who dies or something needs to be paid, well, you pay it in blood. You kill the guy. Yet, the Godfather... He gets it wrong because he lacks trust in God. 
And so your own attempts at covering up your sin won't succeed, just like in the movies. They didn't succeed in the movies to cover up his sin. Only more sin and death came out of it. Blood, more blood, and not the right person's blood. Well, see, now it's for the Pharisees. They are easy to pick on, uh, but they did actually live a pretty upstanding uh, life in their community. They wouldn't extort money dishonestly. They wouldn't commit adultery or kill. They tithed regularly. They ate healthy and they had self-discipline. You might say, well, maybe they had a classical education. They did excellent things. But those things won't make atonement for sin any more than any of these blood of the animals could. It's interesting. God is actually exclusive in this way. There's only one way. There's only one blood that covers you up. It is only the blood of Jesus. Your living honestly doesn't do it. Your tithing regularly doesn't do it. Not eating healthily, not being kind to people, not knowing Latin. These are good things, and we should pursue them. But they do not atone for your sin. For grace, you have been saved through faith. That's not of yourselves, not of your own works. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast in his works. And well, the Pharisee was a good works doer. And he thought he could make himself righteous. Cain was an evil works doer. And he thought that could make him righteous. They were both sinners, as was the tax collector. And all three needed their sin covered up. Your sin needs to be covered up, too. You shouldn't go looking for blood when you're angry. I'm going to get him. And you shouldn't look at your own good works of self-righteousness. Now, I know that it's pretty easy to go looking for blood when something goes wrong. Picking a fight, maybe when you've been reprimanded or corrected. That's what going for blood is. Even if somebody is trying to help you, give you correction, redirect you, or maybe they're just straight up attacking you when you make a mistake, you oughtn't bring the fight back to them. Oh yeah, we'll accuse you of something back. It's a logical fallacy, actually, to say that my error is covered up by your error. Well, that's just blood and more blood. It can turn the other way, too, when you point out your own good works as sort of like an excuse for yourself. There's been blood spilt on my hands, and now I think I'm going to find something to cover it up. Well, I did this really good thing, so, you know, that will kind of even itself out, like minus one plus one equals zero. That's not how it works either. You cannot cover up your sin with your good works. That's not an exchange of humility it's an attempt at self-exaltation. If you're in a pit of despair and you want to exalt or raise yourself up out of it, well, you can't do that with your good works. There's only one person who came out of the pit of darkness and despair. Well, and it wasn't you. Thanks be to God that he gives you a beautiful confession to say just like he gave the tax collector in this parable. See, you receive the words that he gives you. Every time you hear the words of Jesus proclaimed to you, it's absolution each Sunday in private confession. 
It's Jesus' words, not your word. It is God's mercy. It is the covering up of the sin done at the cross, proclaimed in the absolution, given in the sacraments. It is a propitiation, a hilasterion in Greek. Jesus did not give eye for eye, but he gave his blood for your blood. It is an exchange, but the only exchange that matters is between him and you. To his keepers of sheep, he gives words to be said to you. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so this routine and structure of words, I'm going to call it, let's say a Greek word, the liturgia, which is liturgy. It's just like the little routine, the liturgy that he had with the tax collector. The tax collector's The routine here was more than just a plea for mercy. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's actually a statement of faith, of belief, that this mercy has already been received. That is expected mercy. Think about it, you parents. It's like a small child at home. Um, Perhaps your child breaks something. I don't know, a plate, a toy, something in the garage. And he knows it's wrong. And he knows that you're going to forgive him. And he comes up to you and he says, I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. And he knows that you are going to say, I forgive you. And give you a hug. It's a kind of a routine, a little liturgy, if you will. Well, that's how it is with this tax collector and that's how it is with you. You come here each week thinking, I am a sinner. I believe that I'm a sinner. And... God is going to forgive me. He said so right here. And I know it. And I'm coming back for more. And so the word confess really only has one context from the Latin confessio. It really means the same thing. You can say we confess our sins unto God our Father and also confess our faith, say using the words of the Nicene Creed that you just said. To speak the creed, as you just said, is to believe that the triune God has made you just and righteous by the atoning mercy of Jesus delivered to you in his preached word and in the physical sacraments that you can apprehend and that you do. Well, that's just the same thing. When you confess your sins here at this railing and you're receiving absolution, it's a statement of faith. And it looks in earnest trust and hope that God's Atoning mercy given in Jesus is delivered to you in word and sacrament. See, confession is a trusting that God is going to and will deliver to you what Jesus has won for you. You certainly have it here. Jesus fought the devil for you. He shed his blood for you. He did the goodest work of all for you right here. And your own fights, your own shedding of the blood, your own good works, you know they won't save you, and you need to keep hearing that they're not going to save you. And of course, it is Jesus who saves you. He gives you peace from your fights. He heals you with his blood. And he gives you life eternal. And he gives you life here. And he feeds you continually with this routine and structure of 
his word. In the hymnal, I'm not sure if you're aware, but almost all of the words in the hymnal, in the divine service settings, it's just scripture. See, even till the last day, you can live life to the fullest. Because Christ's atonement, his lifeblood, gives your blood life. It's what gives you any hope at all. It is the covering up of your sin. And it is the giving over of Christ's perfection. He gives you these words to say. He gives you this beautiful confession. He has mercy on you, a sinner. Now, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Would the new teachers please come forward to the rail? Pastor, would you like to go on the other side? Don't stay there, okay. You can just come right here. As you know, this Wednesday is the first day of our school year. We will install the teachers for this year now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jenny Dusler, Olivia Gelbach, Angela Volkortsen, Kathy May, Reverend Gary Gelbach, have been properly appointed to serve as academy teachers of Peace Lutheran Church. They have prepared themselves for this by prayer and study. They have examined and declared themselves, and we have declared them ready to assume this with solemn responsibility and public trust. This service has been established in love by the congregation to assist and strengthen Christian parents in their God-given responsibilities of raising their children and bringing them up in the nurture and instruction of the Lord. To that end, teachers are appointed as representatives of father and mother. Hear the word of God concerning your office as academy teacher, in which you are to support and aid parents in the work God has given you to do. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, 
Obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you accept the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the inspired and inerrant word of God and the only rule and norm of all doctrine and life in the church? If so, respond, I do. I do. Do you accept the apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian creeds, and the small catechism of Martin Luther to be a correct exposition of Holy Scripture? If so, respond, I do. I do. Do you solemnly promise to serve God's people faithfully in accordance with the word of God and these symbols? Will you, trusting in God's grace, seek to grow in love for those you serve, strive for excellence in your skills, and adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ with a godly life? If so, respond, I will with the help of God. I will with the help of God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have heard the confessions and solemn promise of these appointed to serve in the church. And now I ask you, in the presence of God, will you receive them, show fitting love and honor to them, and support by your gifts and fervent prayer? If so, answer, I will with the help of God. I will with the help of God. Are you ready and willing to assume this office and work in this congregation? If so, respond, I am. I am. The almighty and most merciful God, strengthen and assist you always. Amen. Amen. I install you as academy teachers of Peace Lutheran Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and most gracious God, we give thanks that you give to your people true and faithful servants. Grant to these, as they work in this place, the direction aid and counsel of your Holy Spirit, that through their labors, your people and the children entrusted to them may be nourished, sustained, and equipped for every good work and built up in love into him who is the head, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Go then in peace and joy. The almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit go with you bless and strengthen you for faithful service in his name. Amen.
In our prayers this morning, in addition to those listed in the congregation at prayer, we include Kathy May, who will be undergoing surgery this week. We rejoice with Chuck and Janine Hartwig, who welcomed a son, Charles Sebastian, yesterday. We also have an update on Reverend Austin Meyer and have a thanksgiving for his recovery. We also uh, remember Karen Brown, the sister of Frank Copling, who's in hospice care. Please stand. Almighty and most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. Implant your word in us that with good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We humbly implore you to rule and govern your church throughout the world. Bless all those who proclaim your truth, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, and that faith in you may be strengthened, love toward others increased, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have entrusted the care of your dear children to the parents. We pray that you would bless the parents as, as they bring their children to our academy, and that the faculty, staff, and all workers with the academy might be blessed in this new academic year. That in all things your word remain faithful and true, and forgiveness, righteousness, and life be on the lips of all who speak. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, we give thanks for the gift of holy baptism, where you forgive sins and gather your children into your church. Bless all the baptized, especially Beth Bender, Mark Rubish, Ashley Sawatsky, Wesley Giordano, Rebecca Girock, Lance Karras, Jack Christofferson, Esther Prowatsky, and Sarah Bender, who celebrate their baptismal birthdays this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this state, and to all those who make, administer, and judge our laws. Grant them grace to rule according to your good pleasure, for the maintenance of righteousness and for the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. According to your good pleasure, turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries so that they may cease their hostilities and walk with us in meekness and in peace. Grant wisdom to our world leaders that they may secure peace for all nations. Grant courage and steadfastness, especially to those who suffer for your name's sake, that they may receive and accept their afflictions in the confidence that you will acknowledge them as your own. Comfort and sustain all those who mourn the death of loved ones. 
with the sure and certain hope of the resurrection of the dead and for all who trust in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, all who are in need. Strengthen and sustain all those who are sick, suffering, and recovering, especially Karen Brown, Kathy May, Amy Bruss, Connor and Travis, Cindy Runau, Pierre Siegmann, Reverend Austin Meyer, Gabby Hartwig, Andy Helwig, Drew Franklin, Michael, a friend of the Steinhilds, Reverend John Willie, Kathleen Hetzel, Dennis Michalis, Peyton Locklear, Kathy Miller, and Donna Lovis's niece, Beth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, you established marriage as the union of one man and one woman. Grant your blessing upon all married couples, especially Barry and Maureen Worcester, Mark and Pam Thoney, and Tom and Nancy Landry, who celebrate wedding anniversaries this week, that their lives together may be blessed with wisdom, purity, self-sacrifice, and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you sent your own Son into this world as the child of Mary. We thank you for the life of this child, Charles, entrusted to Chuck and Janine. Bring him to the saving waters of holy baptism and grant him that precious inheritance awaiting him in your eternal kingdom for the sake of Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Although we have deserved your wrath and punishment, yet we ask you, O most merciful Father, not to remember the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions. Out of your unspeakable goodness, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger to body and soul. Preserve us from false doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. In every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all especially to those who believe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all godly occupations, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, crowning them with your blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. These and whatsoever other things you would have us ask of you, O God, Grant us for the sake of Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet right. 
salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, This cup 
is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
strengthen and preserve you in both body and soul and through faith on the life everlasting, depart in peace.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.
Good morning. I'm very excited uh, to have the beginning of the school year begin uh, this week. This past Friday, we had Records Day, which is Paper Keeping Day. Um, our teachers are like uh, frantically getting ready for school, but it's a good frantically getting ready for school. And uh, we're ready to go off to the races. Um, school starts every day with chapel at 8.30, which is for the whole congregation, and, and uh, that's been that way for a while. And the school ends at 3.30. Uh, we have our nice pickup line, and um, you've seen our teachers here. They're familiar to us, with the exception of uh, we imported some teachers from Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know if you guys have met uh, Jenny Juicer yet. You don't have to stand up. Could you just raise your hand? So uh, she is helping us out very much this year by teaching uh, in our young or lower grades. So if you have any questions about the academy, I'm hoping at some point to do what I said I would do before, uh, to do a presentation at Bible class. But not today, um, but it will be coming. I will put it in the bulletin, and I'll give you a little outline about what's the curriculum at the academy and sort of thing. So uh, you can expect that in the month of September, and um, God's blessings on your week. <laughs>